Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Caged In Presents Copla Connections, as ever, brought to you by the Breadcrumbs Collective and hosted by me, Petros Patsilavus. Today, we're here to talk about a fiasco, one that involves vodka pasta, a chartered helicopter, Nepo babies, onions, garlic, shallots, and a babysitter boyfriend named Ari. To help me solve the mystery of this viral TikTok, Sophia Coppola, Thomas Mars's reluctance for their daughter to step into the spotlight... And how to make vodka pasta is a friend of the pod, host of the W-rated podcast, and one of the three people who insisted I make this episode, Claire Ellen Hope. How are you, Claire? Hello, I am good. Uh, you know, renowned as being something of a fiasco myself, so <laughs> just just felt like I was honoured to be invited on. But you know, this is a a very important and worthy entry into the Coppola canon. I so we I, have to, you, have, you have to cover it, and I'm just delighted to be along for the ride. One hundred percent. My kind of like, I just come out of a screening of Infinity Pawns, kind of getting a train home, and then saw saw your tweet, and then kind <laughs> of just ignored my friend who I was with, and kind of like said to him like. I'm not going to show you this on a train because that is bad etiquette to, to, <laughs> to, to, to play something out loud. Like, I'm a 32-year-old man. I cannot be... I'm too old for that shit. I'm the wrong generation. I'm, I'm a Y, not a Z. So um, I didn't show... I was like, I've sent it to you. This, this is important, basically, was what I was suggesting to him. And then just kind of found myself sifting through the replies on a tweet oh, yeah. that had posted it and kind of like being like, just and and I got to ask you off the bat, what were your kind of initial reactions? Seeing um, was it a, a thing of outrage or was it like this is hilarious? Wonderment! I immediately <laughs> called my housemate into my room. I was like, "You have to watch this. This is hysterical." Because I love like people spilling shit they shouldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> so I love when you find shit out that you shouldn't find out. And I loved the brazenness of it, the like the no shits given. And I was just like, and I was like, Jenny, get in here. 
And I was like, this is Sophia Coppola's daughter. And I like, played it, and she loves The Virgin Suicides. So she sat watching it. And <laughs> just at every part, like when the knife comes out, and then when she's like, my parents never heart, just every bit of it. My housemate was like, oh, God. Oh, she's in so much trouble. Yeah. Like the fact, like, what we've got, like, there is there is just a single shot of her like holding a Grammy, which for like the kind of uninitiated for the Coppola dynasty would be like, oh, maybe she might be holding an, like an Oscar or something, but a Grammy. And it's kind of like, oh no, she's from like pedigree stock is, is Romy Mars, who is, yeah, half Sophia Coppola and half Thomas Mars, who is the lead singer of the French electro pop uh, band Phoenix who, funny enough, you mentioned uh, The Virgin Suicides. Mm-hmm. He is, his vo- voice is featured on the song pa- Playground Love under his kind of other moniker, which is Gordon Tracks, which like... Because that's how they met, isn't it? On like <laughs> doing the music for that, which is nice. Yeah, and, 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 and every soundtrack, I think, since has had one of their needle drops in it because it's like, it's just probably like... Uh, it's cheaper than air. I can, I can, I could probably get air to do it, but I can, I can get Phoenix for a, for a better rate, or the the money comes back into our bank account. It's kind of like a snake eating its own tail. Um, well, before we get like, because there is a lot to kind of delve into mm-hmm. in a forty nine second clip, but before we do, I mean, five hundred words worth for me. So you know, <laughs> that's a hundred words per second. Amazing. Well, yeah. Before we get to that, I just wanted, I, yeah, I just wanted to talk about something that's kind of hot off the press is the trailer for Wes Anderson's new film, Asteroid City. And by the looks of it, I was kind of, I saw the poster drop yesterday, time of recording. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, my, my interest was piqued because the way it was listed with the cast, the top name was Jason Schwartzman. And there was part of me was like, is this just like, Hey, you haven't got a story by credit on this one. I'll help you out on the poster. Uh, but then like, he just turns up for like a small role, but it looks like Jason Schwartzman is the motherfucking lead of this movie to some degree, which is like, got me excited. And obviously this film is, yeah. Story by credit. Roman Coppola's on there as well. So this is very much a firm Coppola connections film. Um, I must ask you, what were your kind of initial reactions to the trailer for Asteroid City, Claire? Um, excited but kind of muted excitement in the best way in that like I love a Wes Anderson film Mm -hmm. and so people that don't like Wes Anderson films this ain't gonna be for you it's exactly exactly what I would expect when you tell me it's a Wes Anderson film it's all the beats all the colors all the kind of odd stylistic choices and the stillness of the camera and the kind of tactile fake scenery and so many like familiar faces and the just like the music and the soundtrack as I get this is the shit put it in my veins I'm just uh, tell me when it's out and I'll be there and I'll let it wash over me what were the things that you kind of picked up on like on this first viewing of the trailer like that stood out to Uh, you I'm quite excited because I didn't really know anything Mm -hmm. about it and I had not attempted to find out anything about it other than I knew it was in production um, when the French the French Dispatch came out. So I was like, cool, we'll get another one soon. Um, I'm delighted that it's gone back to like a full narrative, or at least seems to be mm-hmm. a full narrative, much as I did really enjoy the French Dispatch. Um, I'm quite excited that it looks like there'll be kind of an element of kids in it. Yes. And I 
adore Moonrise Kingdom and Anderson brought out such amazing performances in those young stars. And I know you've had one of them on the pod before um, to talk about that. So I'm excited that there's an element of kids in this. And I'm also excited that there looks like grief might mm. be an element in it, which Darjeeling Limited is probably one of the ones I've seen the least. But Darjeeling Limited is such a special film because of that element of grief in it. So again, it, it feels like he's kind of bringing a few things he's done before together. Yeah. So, the, well, we get yeah. that we get that kind of shot that top and tails the trailer of the train on a track so it looks like a miniature but like immediately my kind of heart was warmed because i was like oh this is giving me darjeeling limited vibes mm-hmm. and like this kind of tail it looks like a tail of a, uh something i don't yeah something that wes anson is kind of famed for is these parental relationships throughout his films whether even like the moonrise kingdom with sam and bruce willis's character there's this kind mm-hmm. of and, and susie and her parents and the kind of fractures there but I thought the casting of Jake Ryan as Jason Schwartzman's son, like immediately was like, uh, we've got Jake Ryan back who is fantastic in Moonrise Kingdom as one of the Bishop kids. Mm-hmm. And um, weirdly is all over the director's commentary for that film as well. It kind of goes into these weird uh, elements. It's like Wes Anderson, uh, Bill Murray, and then yeah, Jake Ryan there as well, who like at one point he's like, Oh, we got the, we got a piano in the room. Jake, could you play us something? So he's like, there was a really precocious little kid, and this kind of like looks the spitting image of Jason Schwartzman as well. It's kind of like, uh, it's yeah, ama- amazing casting. I, what do you think to the like? Obviously, we've got a lot of familiar faces in this, and a lot of the ones listed on the poster we don't even see in this trailer. Yeah, Margot Robbie suspiciously hidden. Is she going to be the alien? Yeah, or Brian Cranston, Ed Norton. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it the, not to spoil the trailer? But you know, there's hints of aliens. So I'm like, now anyone who anyone who's a decent name who wasn't in the trailer, I'm like, I wonder if they're the aliens because we don't see the aliens. Yeah, and I, I, I'm trying to think like what kind of like there's there's like weird like kind of Spielberg as much as like Wes Anderson very much has his aesthetic and like mm-hmm. his filmmaking style the subject matter feels like it's kind of out of the spielberg playbook and there mm-hmm. are there are kind of subtle nods there's that you get a shot of this kind of tunnel this like kind of perspex like tu- like created tunnel that kind of yeah that to keep people clean as they come out of things that just immediately reminded me of et and you've kind of got an element of uh, close encounters of the third kind with like this alien coming down and stuff like that and the kind of setting of the yeah the like arizona would this, would this be anderson's first like genre film kind of thing like because most of his other films if not mm. all of them are just like kind of straight dramas with obviously comedy but they feel so fantastical because of the hijinks that ensue so i kind of it just it doesn't strike me as odd like if if you took another director that had only done drama like Sophia Coppola and you, you know told me she was suddenly doing an alien film mm-hmm. i'd be like excuse me what but because he always does these like larger than life but smaller than life fantastical like isn't like magical realism almost just the fact that there's an alien is going to be there i'm like yeah makes sense let it happen yeah and it's great that kind of it seems to be that wes anson and i guess like this would be if it is a kind of like trilogy of films with uh the grand budapest hotel 
French Dispatch and now this of like period set films because kind of the films before that and I guess I guess Moonrise Kingdom is kind of very much like dived into like period set stuff whereas before then it was kind of in this never land of when is it do you know what I mean you have something yeah. like the Royal Tenenbaums it's like well it looks like the 70s but then mm-hmm. there's like kind of modern modern quirks there's like mobile phones and stuff like mm-hmm. that and it's like where are we whereas like this is like it feels very 1950s like from mm-hmm. from the outset the kind of cars and stuff like that and the yeah so well, yeah what, what other new additions to this obviously a big one is tom hanks what, what, what mm-hmm. you're kind of like thoughts of tom hanks joining does he fit I, the wesverse i've there's been um some slandering from me over our dear friend Mr Hanks this year um, because I did over on W Rated we covered the Razzies and he was nominated uh, twice uh, for his work in Pinocchio and Elvis and you know I might have slandered the good name of a good man and a good actor because I you know I didn't disagree with those nominations so I'm really hoping that this will bring Tom back this Mm -hmm. is this is this seems like a role that I want him in He's doing a tiny, teeny, tiny bit of accent work, which, you know, it's not a strong suit. I really don't know why. He has a beautiful voice. Maybe it's because now that voice belongs to Woody. I'm like, just let Tom Hanks speak like he speaks. But the kind of effectiveness of this is mostly just trying to make him sound a little bit older and gravelier. Um, So I'm really excited to see what he does with this. Because to be honest, has Hanks, other than kind of the big, oldest older kind of directors he's not really worked with any of kind of the newer generation like the mm. indie darlings of the 21st century so it's nice where i mean you can't recall really where's anderson and indie darling anymore yeah but it's nice to see he, he's of that 90s crop as opposed to that mm-hmm. 70s crop of directors he's not in the kind of spielberg and zemeckis like realms who yeah he's somebody yeah. who is clearly inspired by filmmakers of that generation yeah, yeah. and it's it's great to see him, like Steve Carell popping up, Hope Davis. Like I was like, immediately, it was like, it feels like I was like looked at her character and the kind of way she, the way she acts. I was like, immediately, it was like, ah, oh, it feels like her and Judy Greer probably go up for a lot of the same roles, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that could have easily have been a G- uh, Judy Greer role. And I was like, oh my god, why hasn't Judy Greer been in an Anderson film? That would just be the most beautiful. I saw someone tweet today, like, what actor that's not worked with Anderson would you love to see? And I saw someone say Paul Dano. And I was like, hell yes. And now I'm like, oh my God, I want Paul Dano and Judy Greer's in a Wes Anderson film together just to blow up the Paul Dano Boys' podcast. Also <laughs> just because to blow up my heart. Oh my God, I'd imagine Zoe Kazan in a Wes Anderson film. Yeah. Sorry, I'm now, I'm now dream casting. His next project. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's stick to this project. I'm really excited to see Scarlett Johansson there mm-hmm. because for years I forgot what a good actress Scarlett Johansson is. <laughs> you know, she she she's done work in the start of her career with some amazing people like Sofia Coppola, um, and then she just got stuck for such a long time there, being like the blonde, the bombshell, and then she tried to do some sci-fi stuff, which I didn't think always worked for her. So it's really nice, like, the last kind of five years or so to see her kind of got, almost going back to her roots and being allowed to kind of take a few risks. I mean, she's got that Marvel money now, so she can do what she wants. Um, but it's nice to see her take a role like this because I always feel like she's better in an ensemble mm-hmm. and she's better off kilter. I think she has better comedic timing and better, like, quirks 
than we and most scripts give her credit for yeah. because most scripts are like she's a blonde bombshell so that's all she'll do and it's like she has so much more yeah and the, 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 this trailer very much like pits it that her and jason schwartzman are gonna like kind of be sparring partners for a lot of scenes like there's this kind of great shots of them inside of like their respective houses talking like back and forth through their windows and like such beautiful shots yeah it's just i i i I, i'm excited what do you think about the setting as well this kind of like uh arizona desert setting it's it's spain it's spain like doubling for 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 that as well which i love it didn't realize (laughs) that um i love it because i especially when i was younger like was mad into like americana Mm -hmm. because there's like people that grew up in the uk like that kind of like 1950s americana aesthetic was something that we were told to covet and like i know not everyone did but oh my god i did so much i wanted to like wear big skirts like in greece and go to a diner and drive a baby blue convertible <laughs> like I, that's so it just feeds into like a nostalgia that i never lived but like i just love i love that aesthetic anyway and i always love anderson's aesthetic so it feels like a perfect perfect pairing and um, and kind of retro stuff seems to be in there's like a new apple tv show of a similar ilk um so like seems like that that kind of vintagey style might be due for a comeback yeah it's 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 it's, it's re- like it's really exciting that setting and it kind of feels I don't know, somewhat new, somewhat kind of like treading back into that Darjeeling Limited world of kind of using sand and dust and kind of like beautiful but like stark landscape. And it, it automatically it's like, oh, it's it's got that shoebox diorama style of Wes Anderson. And it very much is, yeah, like... I put it out to Twitter, like what people are thinking about thinking about this trailer, and immediately, like, I got a, I got a tweet from a friend of mine, um, uh, James Hunt, who said it's stylish white noise to me, to be honest, but I'm sure I'll watch it anyway. And then I got a tweet that is possibly the most unhinged and beautiful tweet I've I've, I've ever read, or at least for a long time, uh, and, and it kind of very much. Uh, indicates the polarizing nature of Wes Anderson and his work. It simply says, I watched three seconds of it. I hate it so much. I hate Wes Anderson. It fills me with anger. I irrationally hate him so much. When it comes out, I will force myself to watch it. And it might, and it might make, it might be the one to make me get it. I won't make it 10 minutes. That was that was uh, from oh, i'm gonna put him on blast as well that was from uh at satsuma underscore hat so satsuma hat uh, hats off to you man my my response was i guess it's different strokes for different folks right it's kind of like and that is if if, if you're not into where's answer and it, like i can't I, I, we all have that one thing mine is the actress lily james i just it keeps being in things that i want to see and mm. i try and watch the trailer and just she starts speaking and my whole body just recoils <laughs> into itself. And I'm like, I can't do it. Like, I'm sure she's a lovely, lovely girl, but her acting just makes my skin crawl. Mm-hmm. And so clearly for Mr. Satsuma, uh, Mr. Anderson's directing style and aesthetics do the same thing. You know, he's missing out, but some people don't like joy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just that thing of like, and I, I haven't yet taken the time to look into all of the, because immediately when a Wes Anderson project is announced or kind of a trailer drops, 
the discourse on Wes Anderson starts up again. Oh, like, yeah. ev- like, do you know what I mean? All the kind of age-old stuff of, oh, all he is is, all he is is aesthetics. There's no kind of lifeblood to these films and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, but he's like, he's the only filmmaker who's doing what he's doing. Like, like, like even as a technician, he's fucking phenomenal. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, like, no, yeah. no other movies look like this. And it's like, whether good or bad, like what, what you look at it, but it's, they're beautiful original stories that like, mm-hmm. and it's, I don't know. <laughs> what do people, I it always begs the question that like, what do people want? They, they, they clamber for, for new and fresh stuff. Like we don't want remakes. We don't want IP. And then you, you get something like this, which is, I guess, I don't know. I guess by this point, kind of Wes Anson is kind of an IP in itself, right? He kind of is his own genre and stuff like that. So like, People are like, oh, I don't know, what do you, but what do you want him to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, you get Wes Anderson to make a Wes Anderson film. You don't get Wes Anderson to to direct, I don't know, a crime thriller. Like, it just ain't going to be it's the just, one. That is my only disappointment, though it's also a slight relief, in that a long time ago, like I'm talking like 2019, 2020, um, there were rumours that, I don't know if it was this film or The French Dispatch, but that, that his next film would be a musical. Yes. And so I had hoped that this would be a musical. Having now seen the trailer, I'm still absolutely delighted with it. And I think I would be a bit apprehensive about seeing a musical here just because I have absolutely no idea where it would go. I love musicals, so I would hope if he ever does decide to do a musical that it will be wonderful. But at the same time, it's sort of like, better the devil you know. I think I I take comfort in the familiarity. The only thing I would love with that is there would probably be lyrics and kind yeah, lyrics by Jarvis Cocker, who who himself (laughs) is kind of like, can write witty and funny stuff, like Pulp's whole catalogue is a prime example of that. And it would be beautiful arrangements by uh, Alexander Desplat. So... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Maybe one day. Wes, yeah, pull your finger out your ass and get it happening. Like we're getting two Wes Anderson films this year. This and the kind of I think it's the Henry Sugar Roald Dahl film he's he's made mm-hmm. as well, Rupert Friend. So hopefully after that he'll he'll get the he'll get the musical bug and jump on that train. I feel like he should collaborate with Taylor Swift and get Taylor that Oscar. <laughs> She's going for that egot, baby. She's <laughs> desperate for it. The poor, I mean, I say the poor girl's fucking multi-billionaire or something. But, you know, she won't rest until she gets it. So just let's put her out of her misery. Well, mentioning Taylor Swift feels like the perfect pivot. Somebody who is uh, au fait with chartering private jets. Let's talk about <laughs> a fiasco involving a chartered helicopter. So, Claire... Where do you want to start with this whole ordeal? With this, with this 49 minute, uh, 49 seconds, 49 minutes. If it's 49 minutes, it would be a Safdie Brothers movie. Jesus. <laughs> this 49 seconds of kind of elation and confusion and joy. I want to start with the stylistic choice that she makes straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. The speed and the high pitched. <laughs> Is this a choice due to, to the constraints of the TikTok form? Or is this an artistic choice to drive out the mania and the chaos of the story? Well, I know that TikTok, you can have quite lengthy videos mm. on TikTok. Like, yeah, you can have more than 49 seconds for sure. Like, I don't know. So it's a stylistic choice, which I love. Yeah, so... It's a perfect choice, in my opinion. Because <laughs> as well, like, 
if it was just at normal speed, like, yeah, I'm grounded because I <laughs> tried to charter a helicopter. Like, you'd be like, all right, hum. Because, like, huh, I, I tried to do this. I tried to do this. And you're like, whoa, okay, we are on a roller coaster and I'm strapping in. The, like, yeah, that, and, and, and it shows, and, and I, I guess this is a question to ask is uh, where do you fall on this being like a serious, like she's being genuine and sincere, or do you think that she's, she's kind of playing up to, cause it, I don't know. I, I I'm still trying to figure it out myself and maybe we can kind of figure this out together for, for this I, chat. <laughs> I think it's, it's too good to not be real. <laughs> just, I just, cause it's so nonsensical and it's just so chaotic that I feel like if you tried to plan it, the beats wouldn't hit. Mm-hmm. It It's messy and stupid and silly and all over the place, which is what like a teenage girl's mind is. And I think she probably planned it in that she probably like feel, I'm sure there are loads of outtakes mm-hmm. and things like that. Cause I mean, TikTok is like that. Um, but I feel like she was just like, it's the ultimate act of like teenage rebellion of like, I did a thing and I think my parents have overreacted, but I'm already in the most trouble I can be in. So now I might as well get myself in more trouble because what else can they do to me? It was like, oh, babes, I really, I, I worry slightly for her. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I worry for Ari. I worry for the babysitter and Ari. But um, I, yeah, I, I think it was, I think it is real. Okay. I don't think it was planned. And I don't think Sophia Coppola would allow something like that out. Yeah, so she is she she is she is somebody who like famously throughout her life has kind of been like it, it, not thrust in like a kind of uh, stage mum way, but I think like a, a pride from her dad Francis, but like kind of a young age spent years on film sets and mm-hmm. was at premieres and everything, and like it feels like I don't know, I guess the Godfather Three kind of situation was a turning point for her kind of wanted nothing Mm -hmm. to do with filmmaking and then eventually like did go back into it with the virgin suicides kind of almost out of a necessity that somebody else was going to ruin her favorite book so she's like Mm -hmm. i'll just write a script see how it goes and then she gets to ends up getting to make it but yeah what what do you think to that whole thing and like do you think that is the kind of uh nexus point to why she kind of has this attitude towards her own daughters which i i I think is perfectly fair i'm not kind of Mm -hmm. pooing sophia in this i think i think that's it like i do not blame a, a, a woman in this world let alone a woman who grew up in the spotlight let alone a woman in an industry that has been so predatory towards women and young women i cannot blame her for trying to protect her young children and you know she is a teenager and she seems like a baby adult in this video but she's a child Mm -hmm. um you know for all intents and purposes and I cannot blame Sophia Coppola for wanting to protect her from the outside world and in the video she says like I'm not allowed a public TikTok so it implies she's allowed a private one she probably has it with her friends probably you know a little bit of supervision about who she can have follow her and vice versa so what I would also say about like this video just made me respect this young girl so much. She seems to have charisma. She seems to have a great sense of humor. She seems to have really good comedic timing, mm-hmm. and she seems to like be well spoken. 
well educated you know the joke about like women's history month she knows shit's going on so like that strikes me as someone who has been well educated well brought up and well mannered and apart from the whole helicopter thing (laughs) but like I don't think it is a bad thing that they have tried to shield her from what is a horrific industry Mm -hmm. to young women yeah and it's that thing of, you know, you hear people like the stars of Glee talk about it and you hear people who, you know, were thrust into, like, the stars of even One Tree Hill who were pre-social media, they're like, you know, we got these jobs at 21 and we were still babies and no one prepared us for the invasion of every element of our life. Mm-hmm. And once you are out there, you can never go back in. So absolutely, I think, and, like, protecting her from social media and, like, making her be, a cat like... You know, we're part of the problem. This poor girl released to TikTok, and now we're a bunch of adults yeah. sat dissecting it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I love it. I, you know, I'm I'm a bored woman, and this was hilarious to me. Um, but like, I think they are right to protect her. I also think she is getting to an age where she's going to make her own choices. Um, do, it's, do, it's, a, it's a messy situation yeah do you think it's that situation as well where like your parents are so against something that it's like like that is that is almost gonna like push her into being like oh, i'm gonna be an actress like do you know like <laughs> i think it's the thing of like so she went too far with the helicopter i think the act of rebellion of wanting to sneak <laughs> out and see your friend and wanting to steal money from your parents is somewhat natural especially like i think a lot of teenagers have you know tried to sneak out to see a friend their parents don't like or lied to their parents about like who they're hanging out with and i think a lot of people have probably like pinched a tenner from their parents bag or pocket or whatever so like she has just done this on an insane scale by stealing a credit card to charter a helicopter because she comes from an insane world of excess and wealth and luxury but if we scale it down, it's it's a normal act of teen rebellion, just on a very yes. expensive scale. And so I think it is that kind of thing of like, well, I just wanted to do a simple thing of seeing my friend because I'm a teenage girl and she was probably lonely and they've now grounded her and she sees it as really unfair. She's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> You've ruined my life. So I'm not going to respect your rules anymore. And yeah. here we are. <laughs> so let's go back to the, the, the beginning of this video because it, it mm-hmm. starts off with her saying, like I'm grounded. Let's make like vodka pasta sauce. I mean, choosing an alcoholic sauce again. <laughs> she is. She's just like fuck my parents. <laughs> like, how many ways can I just do all the things that I shouldn't be doing? And it feels like something to kind of like speak to the Coppola legacy as well. Mm-hmm. Like Francis was famously kind of made pasta on set of his movies, or like kind mm-hmm. of. In, in in the rehearsal process of his films had people at Napa and they would share like he'd make pasta dinners for everyone so mm-hmm. it kind of really fits in and I can only imagine that Elder Coppola's watching this when she's talking when she mentions I don't know the difference between <laughs> a garlic and onion that they would be recoiling in absolute terror look <laughs> sometimes vegetables are hard i can't remember what vegetable it was but i was training to do work at a supermarket till once and i have no memory of what it was but something arrived and it was a fruit or a vegetable and i didn't know what it was and i just guessed on the system what fruit or veg it was i had no clue and the pic what i was holding in my hand didn't look like any of the pictures and i didn't know what i was holding so like i was 21 then so like romy i feel you vegetables are hard 
And it gets cut off, but she says, like, she's cutting a shallot, and she says, this looks like a ball sack. Like, and, it's, I, yeah. and the self-censorship is the perfect, <laughs> again, that comedic timing, the editing skill, no, like, the timing, the tone in, I was like, she, she can you keep this PG? But she wants us to know, and she's obviously watched a lot of, like, silly videos and things where it always gets, I was like, love it. The scale was, scale watched her stuff. What are the moments that kind of, like, well, yeah, like, I've got I've got a tab open here on how much it would like I'm, I I I well I will, I might do it live and get a quote for how much it would be to charter a helicopter. So I found a quote for a private jet and I found a quote for a helicopter to DC <laughs> from New York and that's 37 miles too far. So your one might be better. So let's let's have a look so we're going from New York and the helicopter for those out there should take about 1.5 hours, apparently. So we're going to do a round trip. So New York to Maryland. Uh, wait a sec. Wait a sec. Let's double back on this. What was what? What is the quote that you've got there? Because this is going to take too long to, for it to come up. So the quote I got to hire a private jet is around $7,000. Wow. <laughs> the quote for a helicopter was $10,000. $10,000. I was confused as to how that was more expensive than the private jet, but this was very to steal from the Ringer podcast network. Very half-assed internet research. Um, so, you know, they were the rough quotes I got from the first place I looked at. I also just, because I thought about this, and again, talking about like it's an average teenage rebellion, most kids, if they wanted to go see their friends that lived far away, you know, I did it. I went and saw my friend that lived two counties over and my parents thought I was seeing my friend who was down the road. Mm-hmm. I just looked up the trip and then I got a bus, a train and two more buses. And then I was at her house. Um, so I looked up how far it is from New York to Maryland. So to drive, it would take you on average three and a half hours. To get the train, on average, two and a half hours. And then the helicopter, approximately one and a half hours. So... I think like maybe she's just not used to public transport. But <laughs> she thought she went too big. She should have just, you know, snuck and gone and got the train. I don't know what what the speed issue was. Did she need to be there right there and then? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but she might have got away with it if she'd booked a train ticket. She well, could have gone that in cash. <laughs> let's let's see. I the thing is, I think the website I am on is actually going to try and email me uh, a quote. So I don't think. <laughs> so what I will say is, um, at sometimes in Dubai, you can get an Uber helicopter, so you can just book a helicopter via Uber in Dubai. Wow, so, you know. that is insane. <laughs> yes. Someone I knew did it by accident. They were pretty mess. So, so yeah, that that is like that is a crazy aspect of it. Obviously, that is like excess of wealth. But like, what other like apart from apart from that that is that is an act of rebellion what are the other moments that kind of we should be digging into with this tiktok it's the two family guy-esque cut scenes for me the cut scene of her holding the knife like it's when it's the bit in which she's like oh i don't know what an onion or a garlic is and she's like i'm so ditzy and then straight away Blinking, you'll miss it. She's like, but I've got a fucking knife. Like, <laughs> you know. Holding it I, kind of, holding it at base and tip as well, like presenting yeah. it. <laughs> She's like, don't think I'm so stupid. I know how to cut you. Like, I have a knife. And it's like this manic, like, which is why I love the chaos of the whole thing of it. And then also then when they're like, oh, my parents don't want me. 
on TikTok because they don't want me to be like she doesn't say a nepotism a nepotism kid is what she says. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like because, and then immediately then you get that cut to her holding the Grammy, and like those two shots and their timing and the no words just mm-hmm. blink and you miss it, silent and then gone. I'm like, oh. Beautiful filmmaking. <laughs> the, the choice is being made. Like she chose a really big knife, the way she holds it, the look into the camera, and then choosing the Grammy over the Oscar. There's so much being said about that choice. What does that tell us? Yeah. It, is it just that it was the near it could be as simple as the Grammy was in the living room and the Oscar was upstairs? Yeah, like, may, maybe I don't know. The <laughs> Sophia may have an office that is outside of the house that she kind yeah. of like when she's writing, do you know what I mean? I don't know. I imagine like yeah. and some of it checks out as well. Like I imagine Sophia at the moment is prepping for or shooting her Priscilla Presley movie. Mm-hmm. So that checks out that she might not be in town. Um Thomas Mars of um phoenix like i imagine he's a busy guy like they're most likely on tour or working on a new album like so i think that as well is the best bit of it for me but also being a sensible adult and a you know thinking in a uh pastoral element the moment where she says you know and this is ari he's my babysitter's boyfriend uh my parent like they're basically my parents because my parents are never home Oh my god! Again, her choice. She looks just stares down the barrel of the camera as she <laughs> says that, just dead eyed. Like my parents can't ground me because they're not fucking here. <laughs> and it's such a teenage girl moment. I'm like, oh my god, yes! Like you could not write a teenage girl better than that because it's pure. Like teenage girls are mean and they're vicious and they will push every button they're evil little creatures i was one and i used to teach them and so i just love that like that venom it's mm. like how dare you ground me in this house and you're not even here you don't take an interest in my life normally so you don't get to take an interest now which is me you know reading on to that that's like there's so much implied in this short film that should be nominated for an oscar <laughs> <laughs> But also then that's incredibly sad. There are a few people, like I know you said you read some comments, there are a few people that like, yeah, that does check out. Like I knew their old babysitter. Someone was like a friend of a friend of a friend was like, they are never home. The kids are left with like babysitters a lot. And it's like, that's also really sad. Like you want to protect your kids from, and you want to do the good thing and be a good parent and protect your kids from that horrible world. But at the same time, if you're an absent parent, you're also neglecting so many other duties of a parent so like I don't know I don't know the truth like as well I would have said at that age that my mum was never home my mum worked insane hours and she would often not be home and time off she'd be visiting her sick mother who lived in a different country so if you asked me at 14 like to say something about my mum, well that bitch is never home she cares more about her work than the kids that's now I'm an adult who works I'm now I'm like she gave us a house like her work was very important um so again i think there's also an element of an immaturity there of a child but yeah, i and, just love i love the viciousness and i imagine there are moments where that is the case like mm-hmm. if 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 sophia is making a film and and at that age as well your mum may be like being off like doing some work like feels like it is 
all the time where it's like yeah. oh it's just been like do you know what I mean she's been working on a film for the last month so it's been yeah. this period like do you know what I mean like a yeah. month feels like a year at like 16 like. To, oh my god to a teenage girl a month could change her entire yeah, a, yeah, a day yeah. can change her entire world and god bless this poor girl you know 49 seconds has I think changed her entire world so let's let's talk about some of the, the yeah the the other characters who 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 feature in this and the, probably the one who who probably gets the the the, the biggest shine and I think pe- people have really taken to this guy is Ari her her unnamed uh, babysitter's boyfriend who Ari oh, is a, a social media ghost <laughs> I tried so many search t- terms on Twitter and on Google like who is Ari where did he come from what does he do I thought there'd be like loads of deep dives there's nothing <laughs> Ari who are if you've ever met Ari please you can keep yourself anonymous just tell us who he is yeah. tell us about him because I've decided he's either a PhD student or an English literature professor he just gave me that vibe gave me the vibe of a guy <laughs> who reads a lot of books and maybe sits in lectures well the thing is like because he says he, like she says what do you think about the fiasco like like the helicopter fiasco and he says like oh i, I, I like fiascos it's, it's, it's feminine so this is contested on the internet if you listen to it slowly she actually says fiasco ah, okay. so her subtitles say fiasco and i think it's the way she speaks it kind of comes out fiasco and he picks up on that and he goes oh i like fiasco it's feminine he has not created that word he either misheard her say it or she mispronounced it. But again, the young woman created that herself and we've let this man steal her moment. And and it is kind of, it is perfect to kind of fit into the the canon of Sophia, Sophia Coppola's offspring as well. You could, yeah. you could almost say that Sophia Coppola's filmography is all about female fiascas do you know what yeah. I mean like from oh, from the 100%. from the virgin suicides to the bling ring do you know what I mean they're all kind of these I mean you <laughs> could take Romy out of this and put her into the bling ring just without <laughs> missing a beat she fits perfectly like you know she'd be stealing the money to hire jets but maybe that's it she was like well you made a movie about people stealing credit cards so why can't I steal a credit card yeah and like, she's, she's really I, I can imagine the conversation is like I made that film as a warning, as the kind of like perverse joy that people have and this kind of want to be famous. And it's like, did you not heed? Did you not heed the warnings? And I imagine, I imagine for, for yeah, for Romy, watching her mum's films would probably be like, Ugh. Do you know I mean? like, no, thank you. Like, yeah. Yeah. everyone yeah. says you're great, but nah, not for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why she did the Grammy and not the Oscar. Yeah, it, it, that I think that really, that really, really opens up a big question, right? Is yeah. the, the, the the whole choice of the Grammy, and it's it's I don't know. I think it's a that's it's what like, makes that's what makes me think some of it is put on. I don't know. I don't know. I want to believe that it's it's, it's just beautifully staged, and she is an amazing. I think actress. it's put on by her. Yes, but I do not think this is being put out there by the Coppola family. I just. Not in that way. No, no, not no. in that way. No, 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 no. No. Oh, yeah, no, I think she fought long and hard. Like, I'd love to think she didn't. It's just an agent of chaos. But again, like, 
it's that thing of like kids do wild and wacky stuff because they think it'll be hilarious and it worked out this time and it was good for her um but she might have just been like oh my god it'd be really funny if i hold up one of their awards like she never mentions who they are she's well, just like my parents don't want me to be a nepotism kid and she just holds up her grammy and you're like whose grammy is that like yeah uh, well yeah yeah because phoenix won it for uh their album their 2009 album amadeus uh yeah wolfgang amadeus phoenix fantastic album if uh, you haven't listened to it i uh, haven't no but i just love like at no point does she say hi my name's Romy. Yes. hi i'm the daughter of she just is like i'm not allowed to have a tiktok and i tried to steal a jet and let's make it a vodka and what's an onion like she's just rolling she's just rolling and i think like it is that kind of use of that shot of the grammy that makes me think uh, like especially when she like it follows that line about being a nepotism kid it's like she knows she's like she's kind of poking fun at nepotism kids because she says the lines like oh it's not like tiktok's gonna make me famous she's she's, (laughs) oh you sweet innocent child (laughs) she's a 16 year old girl who probably knows that tiktok makes loads of people famous do you mean the fact that we have the term in 2023 tiktok famous is like oh do you know mean are they famous? Oh, well, they're TikTok famous. Or they're, they're Instagram mm-hmm. famous. They kind of think like, they're YouTube famous. They are They are different. Like, mm-hmm. they, they kind of don't penetrate into the, to the mainstream of kind of like, you can ask a man, like, do you know what I mean? A person on the mm-hmm. street. And they'll go, oh yeah, I know who that person is. But you ask a 16 year old, they'll be like, hey, I'm scrolling through their content all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. I mean, my biggest question at the end of all of this Though it should be, whereas part two, it's <laughs> are the babysitter and Ari okay? Because I'm really deeply concerned, even more so than concerned for Romy, I'm genuinely really concerned that the babysitter lost their job. And I'm also concerned that Ari may have been dumped because <laughs> I don't love that if this was completely off the bat and she was being wild, that she involved him if he didn't know she was doing it. Because it like she it may, it's implied that she's allowed private stuff. So, you know, he might not have known that this was a public thing. Mm-hmm. He probably thought she just messing around on her phone, that she probably does all the time. It's probably a private video. And so I am like I am. I, I do get anxiety every time I watch yeah. it when at when because he, he's great and he's a wonderful character. Um, but I'm like, oh god! Like, did his partner lose their job? And also, like, is that just the worst fight you and your partner have ever had? I, I, because he's going to get all of that blame. And it looks like as well that Ari has a really strong bond with their dog. Yeah. Who, who from sifting through the replies, I found out his name is Noki best name for a dog i adore that so good which perfectly like ties back into the godfather part three because there is a scene of sophia coppola learning how to make Noki from andy garcia's character and it's like that kind of breaks my heart as well that it's like as much as that film was pain for her that's what she went on to name her dog and like yeah you can imagine Ari is probably like a man about town of Manhattan kind of people know him. It's like, ah, oh, it's, it's Ari and Noki. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's always knocking about at the Coppola's house. And now it's like, kind of like, oh, well, like people will see him at the bodega and be like, hey, hey Ari, like how comes, how comes I don't see you Noki anymore? And he's like, what did you see that TikTok that went viral? Like, That's <laughs> like, what I mean. I'm like, oh God, because it's like, if he was complicit in it, then all 
that's some dicey choices, mister. But if he wasn't complicit in it, oh, that's really mean that his life might now be fucked up. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, I really need, like, I saw people being like, has anyone done a welfare check on Romy? And I'm like, has anyone done a welfare check on Ari? (laughs) Like, is he okay? There has been so much great content to come out of this. I saw, uh, I, I think I shared it to you. There was a picture of Kirsten and Dunst in the Virgin Suicides, and it's like <laughs> Sophia Coppola's daughter. Now she's been Virgin Suicides grounded. Like, <laughs> like, like yeah, she had a she had a regular grounding, and then yeah. like I feel like now it's like yeah, Sophia's come home and she's dragged the records down the stairs and she's burning them on the fire, kind and, of. And- that was like a thought that I had like it's an interesting thing and maybe like you know you're a parent obviously to a much younger child at this stage I'm not a parent though I, I did dabble in secondary teaching like how do you ground children in this day and age yeah. because you can't just take all technology away from them because they need technology for school like they need the internet to research things like I feel like the only way you can ground a child now is to have them under your watch for 24-7 in that, like, right, you're going to have supervised internet time, but I will be sat next to you watching what you're doing. Like, it must be tough as a parent yeah. to navigate those waters. Like, what's your what's your plan going to be? Tell me about your parenting style. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm just going to invest in some encyclopedias so mm-hmm. so when I need to uh when I need to cut off the internet, we're going we're going we're going manual. We're going we're going old school on it. <laughs> no, 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 I like, don't as I a don't teacher, know. We would set homework over the internet, like the math yes, no, I'm joking. had a maths <laughs> website. No, but like teachers make it worse as well because we like their homework would literally go on like maths.com. Yeah, go on like BBC do, Bite Size or something and do like and make, yeah, sure. do the, But we would pay for a program where the teacher could log in and see that mm-hmm. you've done your exercises and mark them on the website for you. So it's like I guess again you can do like better parental blocks and stuff, you know. God, I'm just I'm very grateful to not well, be so, a Yeah, my, my my son is at my son is at nursery and mm-hmm. my kind of only kind of uh port of conversation with them is through an app called Parent Admin where yeah. I get to see updates of him and kind of read about his kind of like the kind of things he's doing like with his like lear- like early stages learning and stuff like that and the kind of things he's achieving and it's like that is it and I work yeah I, work, I currently work in education and a lot of it is kind of like I don't know software like Earwig and stuff like that where they can kind of I mean- chart progress and stuff. By the time he's 16, he's going to have a chip in his brain where he can just Google what he wants. You've got no control. You're never grounding him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he may be getting like, I don't know, a £10 taxi. I feel like the <laughs> radius of where he could travel on my budget is far is far less than a kind of round trip to Maryland from uh, New York, say. The worst thing I ever did as a teenager in terms of that was... I went to a convention in Heathrow and I lived in South East London. Mm-hmm. No, I did tell my parents, I bought the tickets without telling my parents, but I did tell them after I bought them. But I lied to them and told them that I had friends that were going, which was only a half truth because I did have friends that were going. But I was 16 and these friends were 
people in their late 20s and early 30s they'd I'd met online mm-hmm. who I'd never met in person and I was going on my own to meet these strangers in a convention hall in Heathrow Jeez. and then I uh, lied to my parents again again it wasn't a lie but I decided I didn't want to get back from Heath I didn't want to leave early to get back from Heathrow so I told my parents that I was going to stay at one of their houses and I actually stayed in a hotel room with this 27-year-old woman who I'd only met on the day, who I'd only ever met online. So, you know, kids can, I'm safe, I'm happy. We're still good <laughs> friends now. I went to one of her children's christening years ago. Um, but kids do some stupid ass shit and I was pretty well educated and I paid for all of that by getting a part-time job. So like, you know. Kids do stupid shit like charter jets and go and stay in hotel rooms with internet strangers. Well, yeah, let 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 let's not shy away from the fact as well that that, that as, as much as kind of like they have sheltered her from from the limelight, mm-hmm. like Romy has has ha, has been a model like in in, mm-hmm. in her kind of teen years, which like kind of like she's dipping her toe in it. So like if if she does decide to become like to join the family business as i often say on this podcast mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised do you know what i mean like kind of well i did some <laughs> internet digging and there is a tiktok of a song that she sings so it's you can't see her face you just hear a voice and you can see the lyrics so it might not be her but it does kind of sound like her and it's a beautiful song she's got a beautiful voice um if you you can find it at romy croquette on um or croquet on tiktok so she's clearly interested in singing and mm-hmm. music and she clearly has the you know comedic and a sense of editing so yeah i guess it's just her, her parents are probably just trying to be like wait until you're old enough but then if they're letting her model well then you've not kept her away from the limelight <laughs> um i don't know yeah it's... i'm talking myself in circles tonight <laughs> yeah it is it is one of those like I don't know tough subjects because it's like we are we are talking about ostensibly a child here. Mm-hmm. We, we we obviously talk about it in a light-hearted fashion. Like we're, mm-hmm. this is this is we're kind of trying to trying to surmise or kind of speculate what the what the the Sophia and Thomas Mars mm-hmm. parenting styles are, and like I'm sure they are. Like I think Sophia has said, like she's tried to she's tried to give her kids as much of a a normal life as she mm-hmm. can and it's like that is commendable do you know what I mean especially yeah. especially where she's come from and the life she is in and I imagine no matter how much you try and do that if you mm-hmm. are Sophia Coppola Thomas Mars is it's gonna be fucking hard oh god yeah I think the nicest thing about this like the, it's the best case scenario. I mean, we don't know what went on behind closed doors. We don't know what happened to her when they found out and when it was taken down and all of that and all of that. She, maybe she took it down herself because it got so big. I mean, you can't put the genie back in the bottle or whatever you call it. But um, the world has embraced her. People were charmed and delighted by her. This could have gone horrible. She could have posted it and be like, what a fuck. Like, imagine any other famous kid being like, I got grounded for trying to charter a head, steal my dad's credit card and charter a helicopter. Mm-hmm. If that was one of the Kardashians, you'd be like, oh my God, they are so far out of reality. Oh my God, do you not realise people are dying? Oh my God, think of the... Whereas like, for the most part, everyone's like, oh my God, she's adorable. She's hilarious. She's so fun. Oh my God, like, Nepo Queen. So like, I feel like we've had a somewhat positive response to it, which is best case scenario, mm-hmm. because the world can be very horrible to... 
celebrities and celebrity adjacent people and women. Um, so, you know, it didn't go as horrifically wrong as it could have gone. Yeah. And it is, it is interesting. Like, uh, yeah, like Buzzfeed have got a, a headline, which is my new favorite Nepo baby is Sophia Coppola's daughter. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like that, that you've got stuff like that and you've got, uh, yeah, the new, it's been reported about in the New York Times, which oh, is it's everywhere. It is everywhere because it was a viral sensation. Um, one second. Oh no, is I'm just reading something. I will. Oh no, no, no. It is. It is real. I thought for a second I'd read something that it, uh, said that this was a parody, and it wasn't <laughs> Sophia. Coppola. It is very much Sophia Coppola's daughter. <laughs> few, few. Otherwise, this would have been a wasted, a waste, a, a wasted podcast. <laughs> we would see my heartbreak in real time. Yeah, that that the April Fools would have very much been us on this case. It would have. Been. <laughs> it, would, it would. Um. Yeah, I mean. Anything else to add to to the, the to the fiasco? Just, I really hope that there's a long con to this, and like she's what sixteen now. Mm-hmm. That in two years' time we get part two. That she just you know on her eighteenth birthday she's just like part two. It's yeah. my pasta. Like I'd love that. Yeah, or or like, where's the like? I'm surprised this hasn't been like a viral kind of SNL skit already. Uh, SNL were always like a year behind. <laughs> they're waiting for the day. They're waiting for the day that she's, she's old enough in the limelight and she can host and they'll be like, yeah. there'll be, there'll be a, there'll be, that's when they'll do the part two as an SNL skit when she's hosting. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Um, yeah. I think before we leave this, we must, we must talk about obviously Ari is sent out for ingredients vodka pasta do you know mm-hmm. and it, i feel like we need to impart some wisdom to the listeners as well um so do you know how to make vodka pasta do you have any idea what, what's i you... know how to make a really good arabiata sauce but i've never made a vodka sauce so a vodka so when... a vodka sauce would be two two tablespoons of olive oil one banana shallot or a finely or uh yeah or or an onion like half an onion finely oh, chopped with her shallot she was right yeah three <laughs> cloves of garlic crushed a quarter of a mm-hmm. tablespoon of chili flakes tomato puree mm-hmm. vodka double cream penne or rigatoni some parmesan cheese and a handful of basil to garnish on top so that's not too dissimilar so an arabiata you just you wouldn't have the the vodka or the cream so you know we're all there almost. Yeah, and I, I, I said it on Twitter, and I, I think I speak for the internet here, is I think part two to this video is the most anticipated part two in the whole Coppola canon. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you, Francis. We, we, lo- we love the Godfather part two over here on this podcast, but it's not as eagerly as anticipated as, as finding out. Finding out how to make that vodka pasta from, from, from Romy Mars. I've never seen The Godfather 2, and I know which one I'm more looking at to eventually watch. <laughs> well, that's a perfect place to end this conversation, Claire. Um, thank you so much for joining me to kind of sift through this, do some light internet kind of sleuth work. Uh, where's best to find you in the amazing W-rated podcast? 
Uh, so you can find me at Claire Ellen Hope, Claire without an I, on Twitter and Instagram. W Rated Pod is there as well. Um, we are we have just finished our Road to Razzie season, where we did an episode on each of the 2023 Razzie nominated films. You can also catch some of our older episodes um, from IMDb's Bottom 100 Worst Movies. And we hope to come out with some more soon. But my my co-host very selfishly has decided to go and see her father in Australia. So <laughs> rude. Like, what is she thinking? Um, so but when she returns from such a wonderful trip, um, hopefully with a kangaroo for me, uh, we will be back up and recording with some new episodes. Amazing. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, you can do so by heading over to all the socials. So that is Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Letterboxd all at caged in pod or you can drop us an email if you know ari if you know if he's well if you know if the babysitter is well i just need to know if they are employed if they are okay do we need to start a crowdfunder do they have somewhere to live <laughs> just you know i know i shouldn't be worried about a cis white man in new york i mean i'm implying gender and sexuality there but you know i'm yeah. just worried well yeah drop a, drop me an email at cagedinpod at gmail.com if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode of the podcast please 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 head on over to apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you're listening to this right now leave a five-star rating or review and if you can leave a review always remember to let us know what does bill murray say to scarlett johansson at the end of lost in translation so guys as ever i've been petrus pat syllabus your guide through the crazy world of the Coppola family tree. Remember to keep it caged in and I'll catch you next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.